This podcast contains adult language that may not be suitable for children or sensitive as grown-ups. Listener discretion is advised. listening again to another episode of the 20-something series. I'm literally fresh off of the Milwaukee Podcast Festival where because of some some other issues with timing, I wasn't able to actually have a show, but I think I got something much better. Our headliners from the show tonight are joining me today to talk about what life was like in their 20s. Hi, Charlamagne. Hey, what's happening? What's going on? How y'all doing? Hi, how you doing? So honest, before we get started... Jasmine used to be my intern. I did, 2012. At the Breakfast Club. At the Breakfast Club. Did he hit on you? No. That was different? In my 20s, I was insane. In my 20s, when I used to work for the Wendy Williams experience, I was fucking intern. You should call her But they was closer to my age then, you know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. Nope, Charlamagne was really, really cool. I came like in the middle of the semester because I was on another show and then somebody dropped off of your show so I was able to move in so I didn't get a lot of time with you guys but the time was amazing and I still tell like that still helps me get jobs get jobs dope like I used to interpret Charlamagne okay you're hired so dope (laughs) I'm gonna always use that but yeah guys just be honest what did y'all think about the Milwaukee Podcast Festival I mean I thought it was great I really enjoyed it you know we've done different festivals and uh We'll do one in London. I think we've done a couple different ones, but I thought it was great. I just like the audience. For me, the audience makes it. I yeah. mean, no offense, but like... Oh, no. None taken. The venue doesn't yeah. matter. Like, all these things. If the people there are hyped and they understand what's going down and what's going to happen, um, then it's going to be a great show. And, and these people seem like they were, like, legit fans. And they were excited yes. about it. They drove to the show, like, mm-hmm. from far away. They, they were committed to having a good time. And uh, I, just, I just really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. It's so interesting with the podcast thing because, uh, like, these podcast festivals are are a new thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're all at the we're all at the genesis stages of something that we don't even know where it's going to grow into. Mm-hmm. Like, it's sort of like podcasting itself. Yeah. Like, nobody thought that podcast would get to the point where you would actually want to have a podcast festival. So yeah. it's just interesting to watch the beginning stages of something that's probably going to be like a really, really huge deal in a couple of years. Absolutely. It's the telephone. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yep. isn't this what we're looking at? We're looking at a brand new medium that's blowing up and then, you know, in, in all different spheres and it's just, it's just crazy to be there. And I think that like, definitely, you know, Charlemagne as an influential person, I think you, you got a lot of people doing podcasts, but Brilliant Idiots as well, you know, I think, I think we've seen an explosion of podcasts. Oh, absolutely. Brilliant Idiots came out, you know, absolutely. so it's cool to feel like you were uh, a part of that initial wave. Yeah, you know? this was the first one ever in Milwaukee, and so Dope. it's huge for our city to kind of be on the forefront of something. Did y'all make some money? Um, probably, you know. Probably spent more than one. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you know what That's how it starts. That's how it Listen, starts. Listen, I'm willing. I was like, I, I literally gave like everything, but I'm like, the payoff is like worth so much more Word than like, the dollar amount. Like, you gotta keep going. You gotta be consistent oh yeah, no, I'm already planning for next year. Everything we did wrong this year, we want to do it right next year, and then just keep going. Thomas was like, "Listen, I'll help y'all." Like, Thomas, my first white friend. <laughs> 
yeah. <laughs> and the white is a white. Oh my god, he's so like, cool though. Have, yeah, family having sex with relatives white. You know what I mean? Like you started with white. <laughs> so you're you're not that white. Say again. You're not that kind. No, of No, okay. I mean though, you know. No, no, you're a New I'm York liberal. Not. No, well, you, I don't know if you're a liberal. You're, you're not. I, I identify as a liberal. Okay, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. I, but I'm like a New York. Yeah, I would say more of a Clinton liberal. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Now you are in your mid thirty. Your I'm thirty three. I'm 33. gonna be thirty four in a couple days. On Monday, happy early birthday. Oh, thank from you so all much. of us. Yeah. And Uncle Sharla, yes. you're in your late thirties. Late thirties. Super late thirties. Three different ages on the podcast. Listen, I really, honestly, I could call it. I'm like, I feel like I know a lot about you, right? And I was like, why can't I say definitively how old he is? But I remember you said, you said it recently, I think, on the show, on one of the podcasts. I think you said 37? Yep. Okay, so. <laughs> He only said yep because he ain't 37. <laughs> <laughs> He's 33. Listen, He's right now, listen, when I turn 40, y'all going to know. I'm going to have me a ball. I'm going to have me a goddamn party out of this world. Okay? So, and it ain't too far away. <laughs> Next year? Um, no, not quite. Know. Not quite. Know. Not quite. Not quite. Not You're quite. worse than women with the age, Charlamagne. No, I always say it. I always say what I age, man. But everybody just seems to throw something else on you. Not really. I mean, I think I, I don't. I think that they're about right. They always guess like like close, close, close in the range. Sure. Yeah. So in late thirties and early thirties, so y'all have experience and obviously survived your twenties. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know if I'm going to make it out. I just turned 29 on October. Feeling suicidal? Not, not suicidal. I don't mean, no, I don't listen to that. No, I love that. He's way, he's like not my era. He's too young. My really? little sister. Listen to X. X is legit. He's I good? Yeah. Like, he just retired. He, could, he, he retired, did. but I think he might be like a Jay-Z retirement. I think and then he'll come, come back. back. Like a Floyd retirement. I fuck with that kid. That kid is a superstar. Wow. Well, I'll, I'll take a listen. But we want to take it back. I know... The 20s is like a really weird decade for most people. What was it like for y'all? Like, what were some of the most memorable moments of your 20s, good or bad? 20s were great for me. Um, I mean, they're great in hindsight, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because that is when you really learn the process of whatever it is that you want to do with your life. Like, you know, I started doing radio as an intern when I was like 18, 19. It was like 1998. So it's like my whole... That whole decade of the 20s was spent with me literally getting hired at radio stations, getting fired at radio stations, getting hired at radio stations, getting fired at radio stations. You know mm-hmm, what I'm mean? saying? Mm-hmm. Like when I got with the Breakfast Club, I was like 30, 31, something yeah, like that. And that was yeah. 2010. So it's like, you know, like I didn't, I didn't get into the position that ultimately would change my, my whole life until I was in my 30s. You know what I mean? So my whole 20s was spent fucking up. And that's what I tell kids all the time. Like... You're supposed to fuck up in your 20s. Yes. That's what but, you were saying earlier after the airport about making money. Oh, yeah. Well, I was just, um, well, last night I was with uh, I was with my man Stephen Colbert. You know, he's from South Carolina. And, you know, they, they're, they, they're opening up an international African-American museum in Charleston next year. So we had a, a toast for the groundbreaking that's going to happen next year. Mm-hmm. And I was just looking around the room and I was the youngest person in the room. And I was saying to myself, like, yo, you really don't financially start becoming wealthy until you get to a certain age, because you oh. spend all of this time learning. Yeah. Thank you, know you for telling saying? me that, because I was feeling bad that I wasn't at Oprah status before. Yo, no. That's, that's okay. the problem, is that like, we see like a few rappers or social media stars blow up quick, and right. we assume we're losers, because we didn't blow up quick. But like the people who are making multi-million dollars and who built a career, not just like flash in the pan, but they built a career, they're 40, they're yeah, 50, 50, like, yeah. 50, maybe even 60. And the guys who are making like hundreds of millions, 
they're 65, yeah. they're 60, 70. Yes. They're, it's like their old money built up. Mm -hmm. Their shows are in syndication, and now they're getting that crazy check. Right. How old is Seinfeld? Seinfeld's 60-something years old. Seinfeld's 60-something. You look at guys like Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey didn't get his first break until he was like 38. Boom. No, 36. He was 36. Really? Boom. And that's when he got his first break uh, hosting Showtime at the Apollo. And now he's in his 60s, and he's making his hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. Like He's making that real money now. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I think that... um. We put too much emphasis on youth right. in America. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we put too much emphasis on youth. That whole YOLO, YOLO mentality, like, mm. like, like live, live. What do they say? Live fast. What do they say? Live, live fast, die young. Live fast, die young. Mm -hmm. Fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Live. live slow and learn. Yeah. Die sure. old. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you guys have learned a lot. Like Charlamagne, you drop a lot of gems. Not that you don't. No, he does. I but listen you, to them. <laughs> I, I listen to them. You drop a no, lot of gems. Like, what was the most? the best piece of advice that you received in your 20s? Oh, man. In my 20s, uh, from a radio standpoint, when Wendy Williams told me, always be of the industry. No, I mean, no, always no, be no, of no. the people not and not the industry. Mm -hmm. um, and um, let me see. In my 20s, probably that, you know, being a, being a blessing to others. Like, like, meaning that, you know, if you want to find your true purpose in life, it has to be through service. It has to be service to other people. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you got to be a public servant. And that's something that I realized radio personalities are. In my 20s, I realized that your job as a radio personality is to be a public servant. Mm -hmm. Like you're here to serve the needs of the public. You know, that's what always has made me want to use the platform to, you know, talk about things that are going on in the community or talk about things that are going on in the world or how you can benefit people. Because a lot of times we'd be so busy looking for our blessings yes. that we're we're not, that, that takes us away from being a blessing to somebody else. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like I, I learned in my 20s really early on that you know you have to use these platforms to be a, a public servant mm. yeah that's good what you want to ask him the same question yeah what what and what was it was, what was uh, the what best I piece of advice, advice that, that you got, got in my 20s, 20s. Yeah. i don't I, I honestly uh blah, blah, blah. i wish i could tell you the exact one maybe there was like lessons that i learned in my 20s that mm -hmm. were important um god man i it was probably before my 20s you know I think it was the best life lesson I ever learned was just like watching my parents work relentlessly mm -hmm. they both had a relentless work ethic and that established for me what the bare minimum was for work yeah right so like now every single day I feel lazy because I've seen how hard not my working parents work hard, yeah. exactly like I mean just till my mom would stay up for two days straight if she didn't understand something about taxes wow and she just read every book about taxes like she's a beast so like I think for me it was the 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 privilege of, of living in this this home where I had these two incredibly hardworking parents that had a small business and they were trying to you know support a family, and no one told me I had to be a hard worker, mm -hmm. right? It was just that's what I thought work was, right? And then I brought it out into you know comedy or these other things, and people were like, man, you're working all the time. And I'm like, I look at Charlamagne, I'm like, well, now I'm not working as much as Charlamagne, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? But like, so that's the level of hard work. And I look at other people, I'm like, well, yeah, you're not making it because you're lazy. Mm -hmm. Put, put the effort in and then things will come you know? I agree with that too though yeah. like I mean you know a lot of us we like to make excuses as to why we're not in certain situations yes. I, 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 hard work is definitely a start yeah. to change whatever uh -huh. your circumstances <laughs> not blaming anybody else because it has nothing nah, to do you just gotta go out there and get it like you know everybody like to be like oh you know Charlamagne you talk like that you sound like a conservative and you know you're talking about uh, it's like you gotta pull them up by the bootstraps mentality mm -hmm. it's like Before no that? I have a goody mob and outcast, get up, get out, and get something. <laughs> right out. Like, that's what I was listening to, you know, when I was a kid that made me be like, yo, I got to go out there and get it. TLC, no scrubs. Like, I don't want to be the dude <laughs> right, on exactly. the passenger side hanging out his 
best friends ride. Like, mm-hmm. go out there and get your own. It's, a, it's really an immigrant mentality. My mom's an immigrant. So, okay. like, when you come from another country with way less opportunity and you come to a place like America, which, regardless of how you feel, it does have tons of opportunity comparatively, like, you thrive. Like, immigrants thrive in America. Yeah. Right? Because, like, oh, shit, you're saying I can just keep working and you'll keep paying me? Like, there is mm-hmm. an opportunity for work? Mm-hmm. And I just grew up with that. So, that's my, my hustle is completely dependent on that. I'll put hours in. Yeah. I might not work the smartest. There are people who work smarter than yeah. me, but I will outwork you if You'll I have You'll work to. the hardest, yeah, though. Yeah. Absolutely. And what about rejection? Because, like, even with this endeavor with the podcast festival, like I said, it's the first one here in the city, right? So, like, it's a newer concept, and we experience so much rejection. Like, people were flat out saying, no, we don't so, know what this is. How do you, like, what is your advice to, because, you know, millennials, we're sensitive. Like, yeah. we are entitled. <laughs> we're entitled so it's like you telling me no like why like now i gotta have my mama call you and oh her snap God. on you so you can tell me yes all you need is one yes that's yeah. number one so you know you're gonna get a million no's i don't give a fuck that that's just the way any game goes you're gonna get a million no's <laughs> yeah. before you get that one yes and it's that one yes that changes everything and like me i've been fired four times yeah. in yeah. my 20s Imagine I was a sensitive ass millennial yeah, who yeah. felt like, "What the fuck are you fired me for?" Yeah, like, I, I, quit. Got, I yeah, yeah, I got fired. I, yeah. I move on to the next thing. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah. the only the people who make it are the people who can take the rejection and keep fucking going. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why you millennials ain't gonna make it. No, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna make it. I'm, you might. I know it's a few of us that'll make point. it. Like, and I'll tell you what they like. I was talking, on, the, on the way here. Wax was telling me about. Uh, uh, we were just looking at some girls on Instagram, and he was like, "Yeah, I just, you know, I just go in all of them." I go, what do you mean? Like, what do you say? Yeah, I might say something different. I was like, what if they don't respond? He goes, well, the, don't, the ones that don't respond, well, I just hit on them for practice. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, there is something to that. Like, yeah. a no doesn't mean no, right? There's yeah. tons of opportunities out there, and the no's are essentially practice. All right, so the next one. For sure. And what kind of, what piece of advice would you give millennials? I know you guys want to go eat, so we're going to wrap it up here give us in our 20s that are so afraid of what's coming next like I'm 29 so I'm like I have this timeline about for when I turn 30 what needs to be in my life what I need to have what needs to happen what can you tell us that can keep us going keep us encouraged I, honestly my I'm I'm lucky right I grew up my dad would always tell me I'd be like I don't know what I want to do or whatever like that and be like Andrew when I was 20, you know, five years old or whatever, I got out of the Army. I had no clue what I was going to do. And I ended up being a, a, a journalist. I was a TV broadcaster. And then I came to New York, and I ended up producing news. And then I met this amazing woman, your mom, and I ended up running a ballroom dance studio. You don't know right. what you're going to do with your life, right? You have to follow what feels right, and you have to follow what you enjoy. I've just tried to follow things I'm passionate about, and then money came because I tried to get great at them. So money always follows greatness, but... I mean, having my dad tell me, hey, you don't need to have it figured out by 30, because I didn't have it figured out until I was 45 or whatever. That was very comforting for yeah, me. Yeah, for sure. So it allowed me to just explore a fucking podcast mm-hmm. or, you know, stand-up or these random things. So for me, that's it. You're not going to figure it out. At 40, at 30, you might be doing some different shit at 40. True. Don't put too much pressure on it. So that's it. Don't put too much pressure on. Work hard. Yeah. But don't assume that, like, oh, my God, if I'm not, you know, Ryan Seacrest by 30, it means I won't be Ryan Seacrest. Right. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's the same. You know, patience. You got to have a lot of patience. You know what I'm saying? You have to have, 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 to have a, a lot of discipline. And you have to know sometimes that the good plan that you've written out may not be God's plan for you. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of times you just got to remain open to what the universe is telling you. And, and, and don't think, 
I believe in divine misdirection. I believe that, okay, if it's something that I thought about doing mm -hmm. and I pursue that, if something along the way pushes me in another direction, yo, keep your eyes open and your ears open and say, well, you know what? Maybe this is where I'm supposed to be. Yes. You know what I mean? Don't be stuck on, you know, just that one goal or that one desire you had in mind because you might realize you got a passion for something else. Mm -hmm. So I would just say, yo, be patient, man. Be patient and just, just understand that, you know, your, your good plan may not be God's plan for you. Yeah, that's a great place to end on with the patience because remember I reached out to you earlier this year to ask you to do a phone interview mm -hmm. for this podcast and you said yes and then we just never got it together and now... We this in is, person. You know what I'm saying? We in person. You just headlined the Milwaukee Podcast Festival. So you got pictures for the patient. gram. Right. You know what I'm saying? I got videos like, for the gram. Oh, you're good. Yes, I'm good. I want to thank y'all so much, like, just on behalf of the city of Milwaukee for coming here and fucking with us. Thank you for sitting here and doing this with me. Like, so I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Peace. All right. Cool, guys. Hey, thanks.